I want to talk on the possibilities in prayer. The possibilities in prayer. And it's important I talk to you about it because it will help you get results when you pray. Because for the most part, in observing the work, I have come to see that most people either don't pray or they pray and don't get results. Hallelujah. Let's begin with Luke 11, verse 2. Luke chapter 11, verse 2. Give us verse 1, please. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, Teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Then we can see that prayer is a science. Possibilities in prayer. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. So we see prayer is a science. Now, I was teaching some time. I said, simply put, the word science means knowledge. And when you look at what we're saying, when we say prayer is a science, we're saying prayer is governed by principles. Prayer is governed by principles. In other words, there are some things that you have to know to get results in prayer. Many people are praying, but you're not getting results. Don't forget that the Jews are praying people. And they asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Why? Because Jesus was getting results whenever he prayed. So they wanted to know how to pray to get results. Look at this again. No, no. One, it says, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. That means every rabbi has a responsibility to teach his disciple. Because it said, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples disciples in other words 
since we are your disciples, then teach us. Look very quickly, John chapter 8, beginning from verse 30. 30. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Okay, so we have believed. If you're born again, the Bible calls us believers or um, people of the faith. Look at the next thing. Then said Jesus to the Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. It says, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Now, if John taught his disciples to pray, then John's disciples learned how to pray from the words of John. Are we together? I said, are we together? And Jesus said, if you continue in my words... Then are ye my disciples indeed. John taught his disciples. Who are John's disciples? Those who continued in John's words. Are we together? So if we are going to learn how to pray, we are going to learn from the word of Jesus. What did Jesus say about prayer? And don't forget that the apostle Paul and Peter and James and John wrote by the spirit of Christ. So it was Jesus teaching through them. So I said, really? Was Jesus teaching through them? All right. Ephesians chapter 4. Give me verse 20. Let's begin from there. But you have not so learned Christ. See? Go to verse 18. Let's start on verse 18 so they can get concept. It says, These I say therefore and testify in the Lord. Now ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds. And this is, this is important. It says, We shouldn't live like unbelievers who don't use their heads. He says the unbeliever is not using his head. He's not thinking. Because if you look at the consequences of sin and getting involved with sin, the cost is too much. See? So he says the unbeliever is not using his head. He says don't live like them. They're not using their head. Verse 18. Having the understanding. That word understanding is the word down now the mind it says having the understanding darkened being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart it says the unbelievers mind is darkened and his heart is darkened that's why I tell people I said never consider marrying an unbeliever he's in a terrible shape it is not a consideration. It's another discussion. Verse 19. 
It says, who being, who being past feeling have given themselves unto, over unto lasciviousness to walk all uncleanness with greediness. Speaking of the unbeliever. That is seen to the full. Verse 20. But you have not to learn Christ. 21. If so be that you have heard him. He's writing to the Ephesians. How did they hear Christ? Talk to me now. How did they hear Christ? Because these folks were in Ephesus. He's writing to the church in Ephesus. And he says, you've not so learned Christ. Then he says, and I've been taught by him. Or, or, how did Christ teach them? Talk to me now. How did he teach them? Because the church in Ephesus started after the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus was not here. So how did he teach them? He says, I've been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So when you spend time with the word of God, that is Jesus teaching you. Are you all there? The word in John 1, 1, when the Bible says in the beginning was the word, the word in the Greek is the word logos. Now, if you Americanize it, it's logos. The logos, it says in the beginning was the logos, and the logos was with God, and the logos was God. I want to show you something. It says the logos was God. In other words, the utterance. Go very quickly to Ephesians chapter 6 and let's begin from verse 18. I want to show you something. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Verse 19. And for me that logos may be given unto me. Logos. And Jesus is the Logos. The Logos may begin unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. So Paul, in his writings, brings us the Logos. So in the writings of Paul, we hear Jesus talking to us. Are we together? So you need to have this understanding that the Bible is not a mere book. See, because some people feel, oh, Jesus spoke uh, in the mountain, Mark, Luke, and John, and became quiet. No, sir. No, sir. See, and that's why it's so important that you are under a teacher. You are under a teacher, not just a teacher, a teacher anointed of the Holy Spirit to teach. So the book can become open to you. Because some of you were shocked that you mean Jesus? Yeah. When you open that book and you're reading Ephesians 1, Ephesians 2, Jesus is talking to you. Philippians 1, Jesus is talking to you. See? And if, if you do this long enough, the voice of God becomes so clear to you, unmistakably clear to you. Hallelujah. So we're looking at the 
possibilities in prayer. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you out there? I said are you out there? Mm. Okay. Luke. Chapter 11. And I'm reading verse 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. So, prayer can be taught. Prayer can be taught. So, you can be taught how to pray. Hallelujah. The word pray is the word prosukomai. And it refers to earnest prayer. In other words, you are not praying if the words are not coming from your heart. You know what I say? You are not praying if the words are not coming from your heart. The word for prayer is the word prosuke. It also means a similar thing. See, it refers to endless prayer. If we don't understand it, we'll be wasting words when we pray. Because sometimes people feel that when you, when you just throw some words out, you, you pray. We need to know what is the meaning of the word pray or the word prayer. Prosukomai is from prosuke. It means earnest prayer. In other words, prayer that comes from your heart. See? So if you're not praying from your heart, as far as God is concerned, you've not prayed. And those of you who were here yesterday learned that. If you're not here yesterday, please get the message, the impact and the power of what? The impact and the power of what? Prayer. So important that we get a hold of these simple things, so to say. The disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us. Because you're getting results. We're not getting results. See? And a lot of people just pray just to be praying. They don't pray from their hearts. They don't mean what they're saying. And so long as you're not praying from your heart, 
I'm sorry to say that you're just wasting words. You're blowing out air. That's why you can say, people, I'm praying, 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 and I'm not seeing any result. You were not praying it from your heart. Every time I open my mouth in prayer, I am praying from my heart. I mean those words. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I mean those words. Hallelujah. I don't want to go into yesterday's teaching, but I'm just laying a foundation. So you get it? The impact and the power of prayer. And it says, as John also taught his disciples, and he said unto them, when ye pray, hallelujah, say, pondalakatakataka. So, if you are not talking, you are not praying. If you are not speaking or talking, you are not praying. Some people think, you know, you go to some churches and they say, silent prayer. Nothing like silent prayer. If you're not talking, you're not praying. As far as God is concerned. See, you see, a lot of times, what hurts me about the body of Christ is that someone say, but in my church, that is not the way we do it. It's got nothing to do with your church or my church or my father's church or your mother's church or father's church or my mother's church or grandmother's church. What matters is the one we're dealing with. Is your church dealing with God? Then it tells us how to deal with him. Because we can be involved in meaningless activity and get no results. Whether you get results or not doesn't change God. He's God all by himself. He was God before he made you. He was God before you had your problem. He's still God while you have your problem. Say, so let my neighbors know you are God. It is God. So you've got to pray the biblical way. The biblical way. I said, prayer is a science. He said, Lord, teach us to pray. And then he said, when he pray, say, utter words when you pray. Now, don't forget, it. he said, when you pray, shout. You can shout when you pray. But he says, if you're talking, if you're praying, you better be talking. Go ahead, let us pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You didn't pray. Let us pray. The Lord hear our prayers. Our prayers come unto thee. Nothing went. He says, but, but we've been doing this for, for a long time. God has been there for a longer time. Are you learning anything? Because a lot of people feel their brain. <laughs> they feel their brain. Oh, Pastor, I, I, 
I've been, I've been praying for long. I'm a prayer warrior. Mm, good. You praying God's way? Mm. Are you praying God's way? That's the question. When Jesus went to pray, the Bible says when he was done speaking. Let's look at a few thoughts here. John 17. John chapter 17. I'm reading verse 1. It says, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and what? Come on now. Said. So if you're not saying anything, brother, you are not praying as far as God is concerned. You are thinking. See? So, but that so-and-so said that when you can pray in your mind. No, Jesus said no. Who is greater, so-and-so or Jesus? Jesus. Aha! Let him have his place. Thank you, Lord. Think about it. Praise God. Quickly, March 26. Hallelujah. Matthew 26, I want to begin from verse 36. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane and said unto his disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. In other words, Jesus is going to pray now. And he took with him Peter and, two, and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and be very heavy. See? Uh, that's the Bible says is any afflicted let him pray when when you're going through challenges challenges you better pray Jesus was sorrowful hear, hear what happens then said he unto them my soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death tarry here and watch with me and he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed. Doing what? And prayed. Doing what? Ah. Verse 42. He went away again the second time and prayed. Doing what? Mm-hmm. Verse 44. And he left them and went away again and prayed a third time, saying the same words if you are not talking you are not praying tell somebody by your side if you are not talking you are not 
praying. Let's play with it. If you are not talking, you are not. If you are not talking, you are not. All right. If you are not praying, I believe you are playing. Is that when you pray, say. That's the first thing you see there. Hallelujah. And I told him the word pray is prosukomai. It refers to praying to God. It means earnest prayer. So whatever you're saying is going to be coming from your heart. If not, you're blowing out air. Give us Jeremiah 29. Verse 12 and 13, just touch briefly on that and we'll continue with possibilities in prayer. Look at this. Then he shall call upon me and he shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. God says you'll go and pray. Verse 13. And he shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me. With what? Your heart is going to be inside. Because many times we're praying, we're not praying from our hearts. Hallelujah. And that's why prayer has not been exciting to many. Because the place of prayer, they're getting no results, they're not hearing from God, it's just empty. So I'm showing you. How to get results in the place of prayer. Luke 11 again, please. Luke 11. I want to read verse 2. And he said unto them, when you pray, say, our what? Come talk to me now. Talk to me now. Our Father. So it shows me that prayer is based on a relationship. It says, When you pray, say, Our Father. Now, notice it didn't say, My Father. He said, our father. And sometimes, why did he say our father? Because every child of God has equal rights in prayer. Mm, that's good. Every child of God has equal rights in prayer. So if I can get results in prayer, he can get results in prayer. Because we are praying to our father. Is anybody learning anything? All right. So, when I hear people pray sometimes, I, I wonder if they really understand prayer. See, there is praise. Let me show you praise. 
Oh, Father, we just give you thanks, everlasting Father. Glorious God, we worship you. We give you all the thanks. That's praise, that's worship. But so when you pray, say, Our Father. Not too much protocol. And many of God's children don't even address him as father. I watch TV and I see big names from America. And you say, uh, God, God, Jesus said, say, Father. Somebody is God. Yeah. The Bible calls him the God of the spirits of all flesh. In other words, he's the God of everyone on earth. Then the Bible says, he's the Father of spirits. In other words, he is my Father. How? Spiritually, he's the Father of my spirit. My early Father is the Father of my body. God as a spiritual father is the father of my spirit. Are you following me? So when you pray, how do you address him? Most gracious, everlasting God of Israel. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The God who opened the Red Sea. Hmm. Jehovah. When you pray, say. Notice it didn't say shout. Prayer is a conversation with God. Are you learning anything tonight? He says, when you pray, say, our father. Mm. Okay. Let's look at when Jesus prayed. What did he say? John 17. John 17. Because the Bible tells us he left us an example to follow. See, he left him an example to follow. So, what did he say when he prayed? All right. John 17, verse 1. These words speak Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, and said, uh-oh. Cozy lahatas. See, many of you, you're your way of praying will change. All right. Matthew 26, verse 39. Matthew 26, 39. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father. See that? Verse 42. Oh, my father.
And I've noticed that men relate to God as father or as daddy, as the case may be, are men who walk in great power. See? And when I listen to you as a minister or as a brother in Christ, I want to know what you call God. It can tell me the quality of relationship you have. There's a man of God I respect in our nation. And he said, Daddy just spoke to me. I said, oh, he knows him. He knows him. Jesus said, Father. Romans 8 verse 15. says, we've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But we speak the spirit of adoption, the spirit of Eutasia, the spirit of sonship, by whom we cry, Abba. That word was left intentionally by the Holy Spirit. The Jewish child calls his father, Abba. And he says, Father. Give us two words. Greek and Hebrew. Hebrew, Abba. Greek, Patar. Give us two words. Letting us know that he's a father to the Jew and he's a father to the Gentile that is born again. So he says, when you pray, say, our father. The Jew says, I call him Abba. The Gentile says, we call him Patar. He says, yeah. <laughs> he's our daddy. And unless you understand prayer in that context, you will get little results. See, prayer is a conversation between a father, a loving father and his child. A loving father and his child. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So we learned that we pray to who? We pray to who? Aha, uh -huh, we pray to the Father. We pray to the Father. John 11. A few thoughts and we run. I'm still trying to lay foundations. And I'm reading verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted his eyes. And what? Said. What did he say? Father. And hear what he said. Father, I thank you. Why? He says. That thou has hurt me. Because Jesus was functioning with an understanding. And we all need to have as children of God to enjoy the possibilities in prayer. What is possible when we pray? What can happen when we pray? He said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Jesus, somebody just died. You are so daring. Yeah, yeah. I know my father. Not many 
know the Father. Because if they knew the Father, they would not say, please help me beg God. See? They would not say, please help me beg God. Because they don't know him. The word father, which could mean Abba in Hebrew or Patar in Greek, means a source. He expects you to come to him. Remember, I think it's Psalm 65 verse 2. Check it. 65 verse 2. Oh, doubt of answerless prayer. Did you see that? Do you know who we are dealing with? Is any answers prayer? That's why I tell people, I say, be, be careful what you pray for. Because it, it will be answered. Really? Yeah. Oh, thou that hearest prayer. Are you aware that the one you're talking to is one that hears prayer? But many people are praying in the prayers a gamble whether God may answer or not answer. They're not too sure. They don't know the one they are dealing with. That when you ask him something, he's eager to answer. Oh, doubt that he hears prayer. He says, unto thee shall all flesh come. Think about it. Are you aware we're dealing with one that answers prayer? That's why Jesus said, Father, I thank you that thou hast heard me. He didn't say, Father, I thank you that you may hear me. Uh-uh. He said, I thank you that thou hast heard me. Because Jesus knew whatever I utter before the Father, consider it done. And that's why when he was asking the father, he says, oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Notice, notice the possibility. If it be possible, let it. Then he says, nevertheless, 